This is the Kitzer of the Kotosichus Chelek Tezayin Yisroi Hey. The Mechilta says that the Pasuk Zachar Asiyim HaShabbos Lekatshoi and Shomer Asiyim HaShabbos were said in what utterance? Which is something that is humanly not possible to do. The Ebesher said two statements in one utterance. And then the Mechilta brings other examples of Psukim that were said in two Psukim that were said in one utterance. Then Mechilta continues. Another explanation, Zacher Veshamer. Zacher is the beginning of Shabbos, Shamer the end of Shabbos. This Chazal teaches us is the lesson to add on to Shabbos from the weekdays, to extend Shabbos a little earlier and a little later. And the, the Mechilta brings a mushal from a wolf that when it captures, when it prays, takes from in front, takes from the back. So the question is, what is the connection between these two the fa- details, the fact that Zacher and Shomer were said in one utterance, and the fact that Zacher and Shomer teach us to to add on to Shabbos. So first we have to understand what the Michilta is saying on the topic of extending on to Shabbos, implying from the Michilta that it is a Shabbos-related din from the fact that it's learned from the Pasuk Zacher and Shabbos, when the Gemara teaches the same thing, except by the Gemara, it teaches it about Yom Kippur and Yom Tiv as well, that whenever it says Shavus, whenever it says to rest, to cease from Malacha, that um, you're supposed to add on. So is it Shabbos-based or is it, is it any time it says Shavus? Now you can't say that over here it's an Asmachta, it's just a support Pasuk. And the main Limud is from, the, from, the, from Yom Kippur. Because many of the other things that the Michilta is discussing here are actually dinim min hatayra. So it would be odd that there would be one detail that's not. So therefore, we have to understand uh, what the Michilta is saying as it's different from the Gemara. Now we don't want to make a machlaikis between the Gemara and the Michilta. So therefore, they're not going to argue with regard to the din. Everyone will agree that Taisvis Shabbos applies to Shabbos, to Yom Tif, to Yom Kippur. The difference is going to be that according to the Mechilta, there is a detail in Shabbos that doesn't exist by Yom Tif and Yom Kippur, which is learned from Zachar HaSem HaShabbos Lekatshe, and which is understood through the muscle of the wolf. So to explain this, there are three ways of saying One, the mitzvah on the person to accept it upon himself. If he doesn't, he could do malacha. Another is that the Torah imposes on the person to not do malacha. But in both of these cases, this is an obligation on the person, not on the specific time of the Torah's Shabbos. The third approach would be that Shabbos itself, Shabbos extends itself. So that it's not about the person doing malacha, it's about the actual time that becomes part of Shabbos. And this is what the Mechilta is saying. When it says, According to the Gemara, this is, it's about Shavus, it's about not doing malacha. So it's a command to the person to not do malacha. The Mechilta, however, says that it's not just about not doing malacha. Just like a wolf it grabs from the beginning and the end, from the front to the back, so to Shabbos grabs from the beginning and the end and changes that time period that it becomes holy like Shabbos. What would be the difference? Why Shabbos, is it about the time and Yom Tiv is about the person? It makes sense because Shabbos is Mekach of Shabbos is inherently holy. So therefore the time that it extends into also becomes inherently holy. But Yom Tiv is designated by human beings, by people. And therefore the, t- the time of Taisas Yom Tiv would also be related to the person more than to the time. There would also be a relevance in Halacha 
uh, uh, based on these two approaches. According to the Shas, that sees the Taisvis Shabbos only as an obligation on the individual to not do malacha, either through his acceptance or through Taita's imposition, then that time period is a, time, is a mitzvah saseh, to, to, to rest, to not do malacha. And if the person does malacha, then he is being over, he's transgressing a mitzvah saseh. However, according to the Mechilta, that Shabbos extends into the time before and after, and that time becomes like Shabbos, then doing Malachi in that time period is not just the Mitzvah Saseh of Moisifin Michael Alakaydish of adding on to Shabbos, it is also a Loisase of not doing Malacha. Because just like on Shabbos you can't do Malacha, you cannot do Malacha in this extension time either. Now, you might suggest that maybe the Gemara agrees with us that the time of, of Toysvah Shabbos is actually a transformed time. And the fact that the Gemara talks about the person, the Shavuos, is because it wants to say that there's an additional obligation besides for the time being transformed that the person has to take it upon himself. However, we can say that. Number one, the fact that we're using, the Gemara uses the word Shavuos, which means it's about not doing Malacha. Number two, it says Kol Makim. It compares Shabbos to Yantif. And by Yom for sure, there's no transformation of the time. Number three, we find in the Paskim, including Shulchan Aruch, that it says, The mitzvah is to add on two Shabbos from Yom without any indication that that time is inherently uh, holy and that there's a lav, there's a prohibition of Melacha as a loisaseh. So therefore, we must say that the Mechilta holds that uh, Shabbos is unique, unlike Yom Tiv and Yom Kippur, unlike the Shas would hold about Shabbos. Shabbos is unique, that according to the Mechilta, that the time of Teisvah Shabbos is the Cheftza of Shabbos, the actual essence of Shabbos extends into that time period, which is why there would be a, 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 even a Leisasa of Leisasa Chalmalacha. According to this, we can now understand the connection between the fact that Zohar V'Shamer was said Badibur Echad and the fact that we learn from Zohar V'Shamer to extend the Shabbos. Because when the Mechilta does talk about those things that are Bedibur Echad, which is, there's a, there's a lav, for example, do not desecrate Shabbos, and an assay that says to bring Karbonis on Shabbos, and it comes Bedibur Echad to tell me that on Shabbos I'm allowed to bring Karbonis, and it's not considered a Chilul Shabbos. So the Mepharsim explain, what is, why is it Bedibur Echad, why was it said in one utterance, to tell me that when Hashem gave the lav of, 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 against desecrating Shabbos, it to begin with never included Karbanis in the Beis HaMikdash. It's not like it came later, where it was Duchuya was pushed away, or Hutra became permiss- made permissible, rather to begin with, it never became Aser. So that, that fits very well with the idea of, of Zacher V'Shamer, adding on to Shabbos, that that time, it's not like it's an extra time that was added on later, but it's a time that becomes part of Shabbos. So that is very similar to the idea of the lav and the assay coming together in the same time. On a deeper level, you could actually learn this a little bit deeper, because the question might be asked, why do you need the assay and the loisa assay to be said at the same time? In any condition, you could say a statement and then you could add on uh, a stipulation. So you could say that you should not desecrate Shabbos. And then after that add, but in the Beis Amikdash, you could bring Karbanis. From the fact that it was said, Bedibur Echad, 
this tells us that there is that there is a deeper connection between the lav and the asay. For example, the lav says not to desecrate Shabbos. The asay is to bring karbonus. So it's not just that when Hashem gave the lav to not desecrate Shabbos, He said that you are allowed to bring karbonus on Shabbos in the Beis Amigdash. It's more than that. It's in, one of the ways of not desecrating Shabbos is by bringing karbonus. If you didn't bring karbonus, not only would you miss out on an assay of bringing karbonus, you would also be desecrating Shabbos by not bringing the karbonus, which is a much deeper step. And according to this, if you now come, go back to the Indian of Taisvis Shabbos, it's telling you not only is it telling you that, Shabbos, that the Taisvis Shabbos has the same holiness as Shabbos, but it's telling you more than that. That Shabbos is seen as one entity, one entity with various different ways of observing it. And Taisvis Shabbos, the extension of Shabbos, is part of that very same one entity of Shabbos. It's not two separate entities. The main Shabbos and the extension, the main part and the extension become one entity. This too is, this too is seen in the, in the muscle of the, of the wolf, because it says, it grabs it and it eats it, implying that it becomes part of the very same thing. Similar, similarly, in the Toysvist Shabbos, the extension of Shabbos becomes part of Shabbos. There's actually a, 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 a a halachic relevance to this, if you can make Kiddush. If it's part of Shabbos, you can make Kiddush. If it's not part of Shabbos, if it's, if it's just an add-on, then you can't make Kiddush at that time. So, uh, now we've explained the, the, the concept of Teisvah Shabbos and the connection to the, the muscle of the wolf and the connection to the fact that Zohar Vashanur Bedibur Echad, that also there you see these two different parts coming together as one. Now, the Tzemach Tzedek, connects this with another concept of wolf, where it says, Binyamin Za'ev Yitraf, Binyamin is a wolf that prays. And the Gemara says, this is a, this is a, this symbolizes uh, the Mizbeach that would grab the Karbonus, that would pray or, 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 or grab the Karbonus. So now we have to compare the Mizbeach and what we just learned about Taisvis Shabbos. So first of all, you could say that just like Shabbos grabs before and after it, so too the Mizbeach grabs the Karbonus, that, e- that even if a carbon is not, kosher, not, is not kosher, once it goes up onto the Mizbeach, it doesn't come down. However, there is an issue with this, and that is that im Allah only means that once it went up, it doesn't come down. If the Mizbeach is grabbing the Karbonus and it's making them holy once they've come up, even though they weren't supposed to be there, that means that only after they come up. But it doesn't mean that it could grab before it comes up. And another problem is we don't see the before and the after. Milfan of Malachrov. Number three, Mizbeach is not the only uh, vessel in the, in the, in the Mesa that once something goes onto it, it doesn't come down. What is unique about the Mizbeach HaChitzayin that it's compared to Binyamin and compared to Azeev? And the answer to this question is, is the fact that the morning of the Mizbeach is considered the Tamid of the morning. The evening of the Mizbeach, the end of the day, is considered the Tamid of the afternoon. However, before that, there was Trumas Adeshen. In the morning, early in the morning, there was the removal of the ash. At the end of the day, there was, and, and into the night, there was the, the burning on the Mizbeach of the fat and the limbs that weren't burned during the day. So the fact that the Mizbeach is choytef, that it grabs and it makes holy, is a reference to the Trumas Adeshin in the morning, to the Hector Chalav and Veivarim at the end 
of the day, that throughout the entire day, 24-7, the Mizbeach was functioning, and that way, and that was the honor to Hashem, that it never, it never sat empty, and that's why it's compared to a Ze'ev that takes from before and from after, and that's the comparison with the Taisvith Shabbos, which also takes before Shabbos and after Shabbos, and everything now is so perfect.